contemplations before chanting. The Sangha is invited to come back to our breathing so that the collective energy of mindfulness can bring us together as an organism, flowing as a river with no more separation. Let the whole Sangha breathe as one body, listen as one body, chant as one body transcending the boundaries of a delusive self, liberating us from the superiority complex, the inferiority complex, and the equality complex.
there's a bird listening to the Dhamma talk. Dear Sangha, today is the 15th of December, 2013. We are in the Stillwater Meditation Hall of the Upper Hamlet of Plum Village in the winter 2013-14. Dear Sangha, the year 2006, I had the opportunity to give a talk at UNESCO in Paris, and I suggested um, UNESCO organize um, uh, retreats for teachers from various countries to so that uh, the teachers, these teachers can bring uh, the, the practice of nonviolence into their classrooms. Um, back then, the, mani- the, the manager of UNESCO was um, mayor. He really supported this idea. And I supported, I, I suggested to um, set up a center so that teachers come from different countries can come to practice, so that these teachers can bring the practice back to their country and train, train other teachers, uh, the, train the other teachers to practice so that they can bring um, these teachings into the classroom to minimize or eliminate violence in classrooms. And according to statistics in France in 2006, within one year, there were 88,000 violent uh, violent acts happened in schools. 88,000 crimes. Uh, violent acts uh, among students and um, between students and teachers in classrooms. And this, uh, the energy of violence is is there in the young people, in children, and parents as well as teachers uh, do do not have... um, ways to help these children to deal with their anger, their violence in themselves. And our practice, first of all, is to generate peace in our body and mind, to generate uh, joy, happiness, and 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 manage our our negative um, energy such as anger, violence, and we have a lot of experiences in the practice and and learning on how to do this. And we want to to bring these experiences of our practice to teach to children, uh, students. Uh, because when there are too much uh, violence in the school, uh, teachers are not happy to teach. 
and teaching become very difficult. And that if teachers know how to learn this practice, then they will learn. They will know how, and they, and they will f- know how to, to y- to help their students to practice. And I promised uh, the manager of UNESCO that we will, the Plum Village will provide um, um, information and documents um, on the practice. And um, the Sangha here for four four Sangha had sat together and and had um, um, put together um, document documents on the teachings of uh, nonviolence. And if you have read Anger, the book, and the and creating true peace, and you know that these are. Um, these are a reference that an uh, in information that Plum Village have used in the work of uh, teachings and pra- practicing uh, nonviolence. And Frederick Mayer didn't uh, was no longer um, a manager, so we have given these documents to the publishers out in the world to publish. And um, and these documents, these are, are good, and these references are good, but we need to use stories to make uh, the teachings uh, m- more interesting. And so we have... Uh, we have turned all this information into two books. So one, the anger, and the other one is cultivating true, creating true peace. And now in Plum Village, we have the wake up movement, wake up school, and in many countries, we send Dharma teachers to organize retreats to teachers. And we have done this in many countries, even. In Bhutan, India, Thailand, France, and England, and so there are many wake-up schools. And in in the past few days, I met Taifab Jung, and I told him that perhaps we need to to uh, keep in touch with UNESCO and suggest UNESCO to continue. With the work of um, nonviolence that we have suggested several uh, eight years before, and um, and Taifab Young had written uh, to the UNESCO, and they responded, but but um, it's it's a bit complicated, and. S- and so if we know how to uh, work directly with UNESCO, then we can, then, then our relationship with Vietnam will be much easier. Um, in the Department of Education in UNESCO, uh, it would be easier for us to, um, to influence Vietnam. And we promise that 
when we train um, teachers that we use a language uh, that has no uh, uh, religious uh, terms so that people can use use them to teach to other people, uh, people from other religion. And so you, those of you in the Wake Up Movement, I remember these two books, Anchor and Create into Two, uh, two Peace, are uh, compiled by Plum Village to use uh, in training and teaching uh, teachers so that they can use them um, to teach in the classroom. And when we come to Plum Village, we practice the same thing. First of all, we practice so that our body can be um, peaceful and our feeling uh, can be peaceful with the practice of breathing, uh, mindful walking. And um, managing our feelings, F- feelings and emotions. We, pra- we practice in a way so that we can generate peace in while we breathe, while we walk. And we also practice in a way so that we can have can have joy in in everyday uh, activities such as when brush our teeth or urinate or washing our bowls. That why we do these things that we can do in a way that there is peace and joy and happiness while we do we do them. And so the practice of Plum Village is very practical, very concrete. And in the past, we worked a lot with UNESCO. And there's, and there, there, uh, those who some of people who received the Nobel Prize have also worked together with us. We have uh, drafted the. The, the manifesto 2000 uh, which which is uh, there are six points on the the manifesto uh, they're based on the five mindfulness trainings we have and if you haven't uh, read the manifesto you can go up online to to download it to read and so these six points on the UNESCO is f- equivalent to the five mindfulness trainings and after UNESCO um, publicized the the uh, um, the menes- m- minister, um, manifesto many people signed up even uh, leaders of th- various countries have signed there's several million people have signed the manifesto but because we didn't organize uh, uh, practice such as res- reciting the five trainings, so this UNESCO manifesto uh, were forgotten. And so if we come in touch again with UNESCO, connect with UNESCO, 
and have a session to sit with them to discuss discuss then we can propose um, how to how to bring these teachings uh, to and practice to teachers to help um, to help young people uh, so they know how to uh, manage the violence in themselves um, the United Nation um, there's a session what that they have um, they've discussed and ex- and accepted uh, some of our proposal and they propose um, um, some practices on nonviolence uh, for the young people and and Spain they have made an effort to bring this practice to schools and um, the day before we talked about <coughs> the characteristic of seeds we forgot we forgot the the one characteristic which is the no inside and no outside mm. uh, one uh, the no no coming no inside and no outside a characteristic that goes before the one on the no licking and non licking We suggested last time to to um, to take out the characteristic tan quyết định determinant nature the nature of um, um, wholesome unwholesome and neutral uh, that's we need to take that out and so the seventh is. The individual and collective uh, manifestation. And being means manifestation. The individual manifestation, collective, collective manifestation. And the eight characteristic is interbeing and interpenetration. The nine um, neither new nor old. No new, no old. In Vietnam, sometimes in a in a music concert, a, so one person can play many roles. So uh, an actor play one role, he goes back 
stage and he dressed himself come out in a different role because they don't have enough people so one person can play many roles in a play It means uh, in and out, it's the same old man. So the same thing with no, neither old nor new. We think there is, it's something new, but it's the old that manifested into the new. Just like the rain is the cloud, we think the rain is something new, but it's really... <laughs> But it's really the cloud that had had um, turned into rain. So there's no, no increasing and no decreasing, and no new, no old. No increasing and no decreasing. Tang yam. which we forgot last time is n- n- uh, no inside, no outside. Because in in Panyuta they talk about seeds, uh, seeds that are they distingu- distinguish two kind of seeds, seeds that are outside and they are inside. For example, the the rice The rice are like the seed outside, but the suffering, the suffering that we have are seeds that are inside. So there's a dis- dis- distinction between seed outside and inside. In, in here is inside the mind, and out is outside of our body. So the seed in our mind and the seed in the environment are two separate things. And this is a dualistic view. Double grasping. And in the fourth um, domain of mindfulness, of, of um, mindfulness, there's the body, feeling, mind, and object of mind. Four domains of mindfulness, four establishments of mindfulness. First, we um, look deeply into the body, and then we look deeply into our, our feelings, look deeply into our mind, and look deeply into the objects of mind, which is which is the phenomena. And so, in the mind, there are the f- the objects, the phenomena, and in the phenomena, there's the mind, and the body and feeling belongs to fab, which is uh, dharma, a phenomena. The body is one of the phenomena, one of the phenomena. Feeling is one of the phenomena. And uh, mind here is... Uh, Mind. 
we usually have this example. Um, this is our, our, our um, cognition. And this is um, the foundation of our cognition, of our perception. And this foundation here is alaya, store consciousness. Store consciousness. Store. It's a. It's uh, all the seeds. It's a store of all the seeds, and when, when something manifests, it manifests in two phases. One side, this side, represents a mind. The subject. And on this side, it represents the object. Which is an um, object or phenomena or dharma. For example, when we see a, an elephant, so the elephant goes to the side on the phenomena, and our seeing, our mind is on the, the, the left. So when we hear, see, touch, it's always there's an always object. Just like when we say we're sad, but we sad about we have to be sad about something or about someone. Or if we are angry, we have to be angry at someone or at something. So whatever mental formation, there's always an object. So one side and it's called subject, and the other is the object. And when we talk about, when we say that there are seats that are inside and seats that are outside, and then we imagine that there are seats in this the mind, and then seats on the other side, which is the dharma or phenomena, and outside. So um, the mind is the the. One side is the mind, the subject is the mind, and the outside is the phenomena, such as when we see the sun or the moon, the moon is right in this side where the dharma is, phenomena is, and the seeing is on the side of the mind. But we know that the mind and the object is always manifesting together. And if we say that the We say that if we say that the mind is in and the the phenomena is outside, but in truth they're all one. They're two, but they're really one thing. For example, when you see a friend, and so the friend is on the side, and our my our seeing see is from over here seeing a friend. But but both of these are really part of our mind because the mind contains both the subject and the object. This is called Kim Feng. Kim Feng, Daksana Baba, it's the, it's the subject. Daksana Baba, subject. 
and this side, the right side is called Dupeng, Dupeng, the object. Minitabhaga. So the subject and the object are two, are two phases of the same reality. Of, for example, this piece of paper, it has the left and the right. Just like, just like the subject and object, we cannot take one out from the other because one relies on the others to manifest. If there is no one side, then the other side cannot be. And so the subject and the object manifest together. No one is manifesting before the other. And in the West, they have a term uh, phenomenology. And according to phenomenology, the mind or consciousness is always conscious of something. Uh, in f- con- con- conscious is always consciousness of something. And so the the object is the is always always pair with the subject. As soon as the seed is manifested, there are two aspects, subject and object. But so we say the object is outside of it, it's not really that, uh, it's not really outside, but if we say that it's inside, it's not necessarily inside as well. So in Tanyuita, it says that there are seats on this side and there's seed on the other side. And so the seat in the mind is called the seat inside. And the seat um, um, on the right side is called outside, the seat outside. And this is a big issue um, because sometimes uh, the scientists still have uh, in issues with this. They have because they're... Um, because they think that there's a subjective uh, observer inside and that the cosmos uh, is outside and that the, the mind inside come out and grasp the world outside. Consciousness is inside. Subjective consciousness. Trying to go out and grasp nature outside and that that view that the view that mind is is outside of the 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 environment or the object it's called double grasping we also learn that there is in buddhism there is the the teachings on karma karma and retribution. We have actions, karma, and these actions, it brings to retribution, it leads to retribution. And this repetition is manifested as, um, 
in two parts, manifested into two parts. And the first part is called Chan Bao. Chan Bao, which is the, the body. Chan Bao is a body with our six senses. That's the Chan Bao. So our karma manifests, uh, um, karma leads to a retribution that is manifested in two parts. One is the, cha- the body. Whether it's uh, new, uh, whether it's beautiful or not beautiful, and the other is the e bao. E bao is the environment in which the body is living in, and in manifestation only school teachings, we say look locality su. So chan e bao is su is the locality stana. So, alaya, uh, alaya maintain both the body and the the environment. So it, it maintain it preserves the the body with its five, six organs and also the environment. And so, the body is the environment is the is the the. The environment is where the body lives. So retribution into into our environment and our, our body. And so the, our environment is ourselves also. For example, we are living in Plum Village. So Plum Village is uh, it's also our body because it's a manifestation of, uh, it's a retribution, a retribution that we are now living in Plum Village and not in a casino. Because casino is the the ebao, the environment of the other person, but not of us. Or there are people who are in a bar. It's their it's their environment, it's their ebao. And that the upper hamlet is our ebao, our environment right now. So, if we say that this is the environment outside, it's really just uh, the 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 environment. We think that it is something outside of us, but it is uh, it is really the retribution, um, our, our retribution that's manifested from the store consciousness. We've been repeating this so many times, so that we can have the habit of of um, seeing seeing that these two things cannot be separated. That's the that's the best thing in the teachings of manifestation only teachings. This. We transcend the idea of new or old, then we would not get caught in. We're caught in the idea of an innate innate seeds or or learned uh, learned uh, newly learned plant seeds. Uh, 
There may be more more seeds being produced, rice seeds being produced, but they are just coming from from the the old thing, the earth and everything. And so there's really nothing new nor old. And the eleven, um, no impure, no no pure. This is. This is um, the teachings of Mahayana Buddhism. The same thing, the seeds. Because in manifestation only, there's a block. There's a block that uh, inside and outside, pure and impure, leaking and, and non-leaking. That hulao, uh, that leaking is something other than um, something other than a non-leaking. They're two different things. Pure and impure. Hulao and bulao. Hulao, uh, hulao is impure or unwholesome. Bulao is pure or wholesome. And manifestation only teachings um, coming from different sutras. And one of the sutras is Ati Dhamma Mahayana Abhidhamma Sutra. This is a Mahayana Sutra. Because in Ma, in 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 the original Buddha in the Theravada, they have Abhidhamma too, and there's they talk about in the Abhidhamma they talk about um, about store consciousness. So forty forty thời. So there is something, there is something that comes from from the the non-beginning time, and so here, here, that is something. In Buddhism, we have Wang Su is Datu. Datu is Ram. Five skandhas, or five uh, phenomena. One is called skanda. So, the skanda is the com is is a composite. Five things that come together. So, um, body, feeling, perception, consciousness, mental formation, and consciousness. It's a domain of existence. Wang also means its domain of existence. Su locality is also like that. The five, the five, um, the five skandhas and the twelve uh, localities. And my high su like six, six senses, uh, six sense organs, and six sense object. 
There are six, six sense organs and six sense objects, and that's called twelve. Twelve. And it has eighteen realms. Eighteen realms. There are six, six sense organs, six sense、uh, objects, and six sense consciousness. So these are the domains of existence. And so the word y e here, it means the domain of, of、uh, existence of something. And so in Abhidhamma, Mahayana Abhidhamma, Abhidhamma, Abhidhamma. So there's a line. There's a line that says that there is something that comes from the non-beginning of time. It's、uh, it's the base. It's the foundation for all phenomena. There is something that that comes from the beginningless time, the non-beginning of time. And that is that it it is the fa- it is the foundation the base for all phenomena for all things, and that is the alaya, the pure consciousness. Sabadama. E means to 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 depend on, to rely on, which is the foundation the base. Therefore, there are pathways. There are ways. There are ways of return. But where are we going? Where are we going? Which path are we leading? And so there are paths that that leads us leads us to. Um, the heaven thing is a path of、uh, return. The other is a human being is another path. Atula, Asura, Asura, hell, hell realm is another、uh, path of return. And hungry ghost and animals. It's another path, and so there are six different paths of return. And it's because of that thing, because of the alaya, which is the foundation for all phenomena. It leads to six different paths. Which path do we want to take? And if there's path. If we want to go to go, if we want to go to hell, there's a pathway that leads us to hell. If we go to the heaven, there's a pathway that leads us to heaven. And it's because of that, the alaya, because of alaya, which is the foundation of all phenomena, that there are six、uh, six paths. Six,、uh, six, six.
paths. And it's because of alaya of that that there is nirvana that you can attain. And so this is a very, very famous uh, verse um, in the Mahayana uh, Abhidharma. And according to the the spirit of this verse, that all phenomena are are in the alaya, in the store consciousness. Whether it is for a leaking phenomenon or unleaking, wholesome or unwholesome, appear or impair, they are all in a store consciousness, and because of uh, because of that, there are uh, there are six these six six different paths, but there there is also nirvana. That nirvana is a seed in uh, us. There are seeds of heaven, human being, asura. Um, hell, hungry ghosts, or animals, but there, are, there is a seed of nirvana as well. In So the seeds, the, un- the wholesome seed, if we say the wholesome seed is outside, it's not correct. So when, when it says all phenomena are in the store consciousness, then the seed of wholesome, wholesome seeds are there too. So these um, these paths, these six pathways, they're wholesome pathways. They're wholesome, they're unwholesome, and they're neutral. Six six pathways. And nirvana, according to Tanvitak, there is just wholesome. There is no uh, no other character, two characteristic which is unwholesome and neutral, and so we see clearly that that's where they, they that's where the block is that's where the they get stuck. The 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 view of a, a dualistic view of thinking. That nirvana is outside of birth and death. And that, and that if we take away all these different six pathways, then nirvana. So when we look at these six different um, six pathways, and we can see nirvana in it, just like when we look at a lotus, we can see the mud, and so the insight of uh, that enlightenment is is um, um, is affliction. And so, and so it leads us, the number 11, it leads us to the teachings of uh, the Heart Sutra in which it says that there's no defilement or no immaculate, no defile or not, no immaculate.
The thing that we see that is really interesting is that from the beginning, we know that that alaya, store consciousness, the nature of it is, is intermediate. It means that it's neither wholesome nor unwholesome. It's not pure nor impure. Vofu, that it's not covered, it's not obstructed or obscured. And the seventh consciousness is being covered, but the eighth is not. Eighth consciousness, the alaya, we can consider as nature. And the Nature, nature, its nature is neither pure nor impure. It's the way we look at it. The way of our, it's a way of looking that we see that it's pure or impure. But its own nature, there's, it's not pure or impure. And that's really something that's really good. Um, because, uh, from the perspective of Alaya, it's neither Wholesome nor unwholesome, it's indeterminate. It's neither pure nor impure. But it's our, our, our perception that we see it as pure or impure, wholesome or unwholesome. Because if it's not indeterminate, Then one thing, there are just the six paths. How can we have nirvana to realize? Because it is indeterminate. It's neither wholesome or unwholesome that you have a choice to choose. You can choose one of the six paths or you can choose nirvana. But, but at the end, nirvana can be found in the six paths. And in many manifestation only teachings, the, it says that eighth consciousness is is um, that it can only be um, working with the five universal mental formation: contact, attention. Um, Contact, attention, feeling, perception, and volition. And in and in other in other uh, teachings, there are the mental formation, the universal mental formation. There are not five, but there's sometimes seven or nine. In Theravadan uh, Buddhism. The mental formations, apart from from uh, contact, attention, feeling, perception, and volition, there is also ikagata nyiktam. Nyiktam ikagata means concentration. We see the difference that in manifestation only um, that 
concentration is a is not a universal mental formation, but it's a mental. I mean, a but men a partic, particular mental formation. But in Theravadan tradition, it is one of the universal mental formation. And apart from um, this mental formation called one mind or concentration, there's another one called Mangkang. Mangkang is like lifespan. Mangkang. Vitality, sorry, vitality. Mangkang is vitality. It's um, it's vitality. Mangkang. It's In other words, in it there's a lot of vitality. And this mental formation helps um, them the 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 mental formations to be to be present continuously, and in manifestation only schools. The the teachers um, said that my uh, alaya, there are just five mental formations, uh, universal mental formations that uh, ha- take, happens take place in in uh, store consciousness. But we have to look again. How do we look into this? We have to check again. In manifestation only, it uh, says that eighth consciousness, the alaya, that when we practice and become enlightened, we become an arahat, then eighth consciousness is no longer there. In other way, we transformed, we transform alaya. So when we get to alaya arahat, the state of enlightenment arahat, then we let go, we give up arahat, uh, uh, alaya, we give up, we let go arahat. But we cannot let go because if we let go a place that have all the seeds, then what do we have? It, it's, a, it's a place that has seeds of all phenomena, and if we let that go, then what do we have left? So we can we cannot let it go. We can only transform it. And so when we get to the state of arahat, instead of let go, we transform to it. And according to manifestation only teachings, the thing that we call the um, uh, store consciousness, alaya. That when it when it gets to, uh, when it when it comes to enlightenment, it becomes alaya becomes vienganji, the great mirror, the wisdom of great um, mirror, the 
great mere wisdom. Being is uh, being is complete, and gan um, is uh, mere. G is wisdom. So alaya is still there when we become enlightened. That if it's no, it becomes a wisdom, a wisdom of of uh, great mere. And when we become a great um, wisdom of the great mirror, or another term, another word is vukau, vimala. Vukau, vukau means non. It becomes immaculate. Bhaktantak. It becomes uh, immaculate. A because it's completely wholesome. And this is when this great wisdom of great mirror, uh, great wisdom, it's not just working, working with the five um, ment- um, universal mental formations, but it works with all the mental formations. So when Alaya becomes the wisdom of great mirror, it, or or the the immaculate uh, with uh, consciousness, it it works with the five universal mental formations, but it also works with um, five particular mental formations. And it also works with the eleven wholesome mental formations faith, inner shame, shame before others, absence of craving, absence of hatred, absence of ignorance, diligence, tranquility, vigilance. And so. So alaya, when we don't when we don't practice or when we're not enlightened, it is indeterminate. There's no wholesome or unwholesome or neutral. But when we are enlightened, it becomes it becomes wholesome. It becomes a mirror of great wisdom. So this is where. Where the the problem, the issues is in in manifestation only school. So we ask the ancestor teachers. So why is it why is it that when store consciousness becomes the great mirror wisdom, where is this where is this how did these five particular mental formations come in? Because. Uh, in principle, it doesn't work with the five particular mental formations. Why is it that this great mirror, uh, this wisdom of great mirror, becomes uh, is working together with the five uh, particular? And this is a big issue for us because during the time that we are practicing mindfulness, concentration, and insight, are the seeds that are inside of us that we want to cultivate. 
the seeds are there, but we need to cultivate. We have to help them grow, and they 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 grow, and they become complete. They become strong enough that they become a mirror. And if we say that Alaya is not working with the five particular mental formation, then that is not correct. And also in Theravada tradition, they said we can the particular. Particular mental formation. There is also wisdom, and um, and this is something we need to look again. Because according to Thai, Alaya also works with the five particular mental formation. In the Tanui text, there is a part that say that try to to define. Why Alaya is not working with the five particulars? The manifestation school, they they have a reason, a reason to explain. Because um, a consciousness, it's both it means it's it's not very smart. That alaya is neither. It's both. And intelligent and not intelligent. It's dumb. It's dull, dull, and weak. And when we use these two words, these two terms, to describe alaya, then it's not correct. Alaya is very weak and moi. Moi is not very intelligent. It's it's dull, not intelligent. But when, but after. But after Alaya transformed into a, a mirror, it becomes an a immaculate consciousness. It works together with the five particular mental formation, and and Tanuita has reason has reasons why it works. Why Alaya works with the five particular mental formation? First of all, it's it's um, it's this wisdom, this this immaculate consciousness. Bukauta works together with the five particular because it has a desire a. It wants to know. It wants to know 
if we say that alaya does not work with the five particular, we have to look again, we have to check again. First of all, we say that alaya is not, it's not bright, it's dull or it's weak. Then it's not, um, it's not true because alaya is able to do things that the other consciousness is not able to do. Alaya is very powerful. First of all, it has the capacity to learn. Alaya has the capacity to learn. Hakoi is a new word. Learning. In the old days, Alaya uh, manifestation only uh, schools they call it wang tap. Wang tap. Just like when we wang tap is permeate. It's like when we learn how to drive, or we learn how to sing, or we learn how to speak a new language, it's called, it's called learning. We're learning how to play ping pong. We learn, and then it becomes a habit. And so when we study, when we learn, we use our mind consciousness to learn. We use our mind consciousness to learn. For example, we learn how to drive, we use... Our, our mind, our, our intelligence to learn to do this and not learn we should do this or not do that. And so when we learn how to drive, we have to use our, our mental consciousness to... But all those learning that we have are, are stored in store consciousness in Alaya. And at the end, when it becomes... become uh, seeds in us, it becomes strong seeds in us, and then when we drive, it is really the alaya that drives, it's not the mind consciousness that drives. We may be thinking about uh, many other things, we don't, we're not concentrating on the driving, but we can drive perfectly well. And there's a danger. When there's a danger, then we can just turn or we can we can break, and that is the work of, of uh, alaya, of store consciousness, not the work of mind consciousness. It becomes this learning, this learning for, of the store consciousness becomes, becomes um, habits, uh, unconscious habits, uncon- pattern of behaviors and actions that are unconscious. And a, a, a non-practice practitioner, we think that we, we, let, we let Alaya do all the work. That we don't participate with our mind consciousness. For example, we're, uh, we're bicy- bicycling. And, and Alaya, Alaya knows how to bike. Even though our mind is not concentrated on the biking, but but Alaya takes over and 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 bikes, and so Alaya, in and according to neurologist, neurologist, it's called the background uh, in neurology. It's called background consciousness.
it's it's a boat that that does not need a a um a a boater <laughs> because because it knows how to drive ride or drive the boat for example when something happened and we we try to avoid it we we avoid very quickly and it's the action of mind of 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 alaya of not mind consciousness because if mind consciousness decide whether to avoid it or not then it's too late it's the work it's the work of it's the work of alaya that takes action and in terms of uh, consuming energy mind consciousness consumes a lot of energy but alaya but alaya it it consumes a lot of energy but it's very slow its reaction is very slow but alaya consumes very little energy but it it um it's very quick very efficient mind consciousness it, it's it's very expensive and slow and Alaya is not expensive and it's quick. And so if we say that alaya is dull, it's not bright, it's weak, then it's not true. For example, we want to remember something. We try to search in our mind to the point where we have a headache, but we don't remember, still don't remember. But but we go to sleep and we forgot and then the next morning we wake up and we brush our teeth and and that word or that name just comes out and it's really the work of al- alaya and so to say that alaya is not bright or not, it's dull and weak then it's not correct and so as practitioner our teacher give us a koan whether a coin whether the buddha uh, the dog has a buddha nature or what is the sound of one hand clapping or who who are you so these coins we use our mind consciousness to embrace these these coins and entrust them to alaya and alaya is the the land or the soil that we have to plant the seeds of enlightenment in it and that we have to water it every day and the and the part of part of part of part of the consciousness that help us that work to bring about enlightenment is the alaya because because in the mind there is a lot of thinking but it's the mind it is alaya that brings about enlightenment we plant the seeds we sow the seeds down in the soil of consciousness is is in the soil of store consciousness and during the day we walk we 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 breathe in so that and then one day someone screamed or something happened and then we become enlightened and it's really the work of of alaya alaya provides the fruit of enlightenment fruit 
of enlightenment. So to say enlightenment is is um, dull and weak or not bright is not correct. Therefore, we have to see that that this is something we are beginning to see. In the this is um, the 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 foundation for all phenomena is really the store consciousness. On side, it's the six six uh, pathways, and the other side is nirvana. And with the eighth consciousness, it it contains all all phenomena. It is indeterminate, and the six it's there are six pathways, but there is also nirvana. And and so six pathway is manifested from this alaya, and the nirvana is also manifested from from alaya. Therefore, if we if if we see everything, if we look deeply, we can see that the six pathways in nirvana. They lean on each other to manifest. When if the six pathways is strong, then nirvana is weak. But if nirvana becomes strong, then the six different pathways becomes weak. And so, so the wholesome and unwholesome they rely on one another to manifest. And the unwholesome, the wholesome is made of the unwholesome, and the unwholesome is also in the wholesome. And so this, this is the alaya. And in alaya, there, there is the vokautak, immaculate uh, consciousness, or the wisdom is in it, and it's the practice with the practice that. That this immaculate consciousness, this wisdom, it becomes bigger, and this the six pathways becomes it becomes smaller, but it is always there because it is. So if one thing grows, the other uh, becomes smaller. So if there's suffering. There's more. If there's more suffering, there's less happiness. If there's more happiness, there's less suffering. And so nirvana relies on birth and death. But birth and death is also relying on nirvana. And so when we become enlightened, uh, alaya is no longer indeterminate. It is just nirvana, and that it works together with the five. Uh, Particular mental formations. It's when it's enlightened, uh, so it it uh, it cannot exist by itself. The wholesome cannot exist by itself. It relies on the unwholesome 
to exist, just like um, Nirvana relies on birth and death to exist. So um, Alaya is indeterminate thanks to the fact that Alaya is indeterminate, indeterminate. There is the six paths, but there is also Nirvana. So to say that Nirvana is happiness or not happiness, uh, wholesome or unwholesome, is not correct. When, for example, when when we when we breathe air, breathe in air, this fresh air that we breathe in. Then it's it's our happiness. It's the, our happiness of breathing fresh air. It's not the fresh air itself that's happiness. We have an example: the wave in the water. Wave. We know that. With the waves, it goes up and down. And that if we follow the waves, we become tired. And so we look deeply, we look deeply to see that the waves are really the water. And when we know that waves is the water, then we have we don't have any fear of going up and down because and this water is is um is um alaya it's a nibbana nirvana and that wave is birth and death so the water is nirvana and we know clearly that If we if we give up if we let go of the the wave then we cannot find the water and so if we try to so up there up up there is the uh, birth and death there is suffering and happiness there is being and non-being but down here there is no birth no death no suffering no happiness because when we are able to touch come in touch. With nirvana, we are no longer suffering; we are happy. But it's not nirvana that is uh, is is um. It's neither it's neither being or non-being. It's neither suffering or happiness. It's neither birth or death. And it's the person who come in touch with nirvana is is someone who's uh, who has happiness. It's not because uh, it's not nirvana that is happy. Because nirvana has no self, no no non-self. It transcends all these ideas and notions. And the thing that we thought is difficult is simple as that. That suffering and happiness is us, is not nirvana. Nirvana is neither suffering nor happiness. And if we are, if we know, if we understand that, then we can transform our suffering.
time to end.